The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He was in my top five before I met you. You didn't bring that one up in your shepherd the people. I didn't. Yeah, uh, she, yeah, no, yeah, no. Whatever we no. call it. Power to the Fire sheeple. The sheeple. Shepherd the shepherd people. The people. <laughs> yeah, uh, bring them all along. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. What's up? It's Chris Sims Unbuttoned. I am here. Ahmed Farid is here. It's the day after Easter. It's a Monday. I'm tired. I had too much candy. I drank a little too much alcohol. I've been having that problem lately on Sundays. Too much alcohol? I don't know what it is I've been doing on Sundays lately where... I think I drink coffee too late in the day. I think. I don't know. I wake up a little later on a Sunday morning, take your time, right? Do all that. And then maybe between the combination of having a drink or two on Friday and Saturday and then a little on Sunday, like Sunday night, I cannot go to sleep anymore. And what was it? A couple of weeks ago, you blamed it on tequila. I know. I don't know what it is. This is like three in a row. It's like I have like the Sunday, Sunday scare. I'm like anxious and I have a hard time falling into a deep sleep. And I don't know what the hell the deal is. It's well, the, I do know what the hell the deal is. I, just, I think I just said it. But well, I need to contain you to, myself. You have to face Florio in mere hours from when you go to bed. <laughs> that, that's so, that, too. It's unsettling. It is unsettling. Uh, so the tequila sitting back being like, I told you it's, it wasn't it me. Wasn't me. I, but, it wasn't I mean, me. it could have been partly that. But, yes, I, I don't know what, what the deal is. Um, but, yeah, like have one of those nights where, you know, you fall asleep and you're like, oh, and you kind of wake up and you're like, oh, it's only been 30 minutes. It's I went it's. It's ten fifty five, and then it's like, oh, it's eleven thirty, and then it's twelve, and it's like, I don't know if I ever really slept a long period of the night. It was constantly just like up and sleep, up and sleep. So that's the way I feel today. I'm good right now, but are you going to hit me? I am good. When's it going to hit you? It's going to hit me like on the drive home. Okay. When I'm in the heat of my car. Yeah. And I'm going to go, damn, I'm tired. And then I'm going to go, damn, I got a lot of draft guys to watch, so you better suck that <laughs> shit up and let's go. <laughs> Just as long as it doesn't hit you in the next hour and 35 hey, minutes. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. You know that. We got edge guys today, baby. We got edge guys today. Yeah. And I, and I think that edge guys have been, I mean, last year it was the dominant talk at the top of the draft yeah, with right. Trayvon Walker, and you had Aiden Hutchinson there. Yeah. Came I don't know. Thibodeau. I'm going to throw this at you yeah. with Edge. Throw it at me. And I don't know if this is true or not. Okay. So this is a theory. Okay. Um, Ooh, I like it. So I think that Edge has become the most important defensive position yeah. because it can cover up some deficiencies in the defensive secondary. Yeah. You know, if you have some weaknesses there, if you mm-hmm. get to the quarterback, that solves a lot of it. Yeah. They can help out. A good one maybe can help out in the run game around the edge, and so you can help out in the pass and, and run game. You can Definitely. get into coverage even sometimes with some of these athletic edge guys. Yeah. I think it's emerged as the number one position on defense. On de- yeah. It might be the number one position 
other than quarterback overall. You agree? Anywhere, yeah, I do. I mean, I, th- I think it's, you know, again, you look at the teams that are really good, they usually have one or two of those type of guys, you know? So it, it, to me, it, it's, uh, I think when we break it really down, we know quarterback, tackle on the offensive side of the ball, and then on defense, I think you're right. To me, it would be edge or D tackles, you know? And I think you look at the, you look at the top sack artists in football, you know, the one thing that does jump out to me when I was kind of going through this edge and looking at the guys in the draft, of course you got the freaky guys with the Nick Bosa's and the Miles Garrett and all that. But the other thing you start to realize this day and age right now too is, you know, the Javon Hargraves, the Deron Paynes, the Quinnen Williams, right? They're no longer just like, oh, they're big guys. These are like guys we go, oh, it's 10 sacks every year. It's 11 sacks every year. Chris Jones, oh, okay, yep, it's every year. So the old position in general, D-line, mm-hmm. I think with the current state of the NFL, I think you're onto something. And if you just told me D-line was the second most important thing other than quarterback and football, I'd go, I don't think that's crazy at all. Cool. Not at all. I mean, especially look at the teams we just watched in the Final Four for our sport. They've got great D-lines. The Eagles, the Niners, yeah. didn't get any better. The Chiefs and the Bengals is damn good on both sides of the, in that department, too. So uh, I, I think your thought is, is pretty spot on right it's now. It's hard to slump if you have a dominant defensive line. Right? Exactly There's not a right. whole lot that's going to go wrong. Exactly you. right. You're never, out, you're never outmanned or have to go into a spot when you have a dominant defensive line and go, oh, we have to do this or we're screwed. And, and in fact, it's actually the opposite. It's like, we don't even have to do that. And we can still stop the run. We don't even have to play a single safety defense. We can protect our corners the whole game, right? So that it is. It's almost the exact opposite of that. That's what it does. Yeah. It gives you a fighting chance against just about anybody. And then, like you're talking about, too, yeah, it makes life for the secondary guys easy, too. We see so many guys every year. We see guys, are, oh, he's a top-rated corner. And I want to go, not really. He's just on a top-rated defense with the best pass rush. And so the quarterback's only holding it for 1.5 seconds. I'd be a damn good corner in some of those defenses, too. Uh, you know, I, I, mean, I don't know about that. Either. How dare here. you? Let's not go okay. too far here. It's Easter Monday, uh, so I guess. I, so I'm pumped to go through these guys. Because <laughs> there were some guys, again, at the top of the board. There were yeah. some tight ends at the top of the board. You yeah. talked about that with Connor, which was awesome, by the way. It was. I saw that. You weren't jealous or anything, right? I was I very jealous. Yeah, I called up Pete, and no. I go, do I even show up anymore? I mean, it was like two <laughs> heavyweight experts going toe-to-toe, and Pete says, debatable. He's like, just wait. We'll see if Connor can show up. But I, I said it when we had him here in between us at the start of draft season. Yeah. I was like, Connor is such an invaluable resource to to us and to me and Definitely. to you because Without he can go toe-to-toe. He has watched this film with yes, you. Right. So listening to you guys go back and forth was awesome. He'll be back here on Wednesday yeah. to do it with offensive line. Offensive yeah, lineman we got. Okay. Yeah, we, I hope we do because I've already started down the path of watching him. So <laughs> well, we, are now, line. we are now. I liked it where, where right off the bat, you go, you talked about Dalton Kincaid. And you go, I've got him at number one. And he's in his own tier for me. Yeah. And they go, where do you have? Do you have him in his own tier? And yeah. he goes, I do have him in his own tier. <laughs> as if that was like some sort of like, right. we both think the same right. way about and him. And he's like, no, he's in tier three for me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'd, yeah, just like you. Tier, yeah. Same tier. Uh, yeah. yeah. Tier seven. Uh, but no, it was awesome. <laughs> He'll be back here on Wednesday. But let's let's get into Edge. And so what I like to do here, and we've been doing this, yeah. uh, is going back and looking how good we are at this. I've messed up some of the numbers in the past, so <laughs> maybe right. it hasn't been as useful as it could have been. If those uh, Pete says he has checked me this oh, time. Oh, that's, that's comforting. So you that's mean good. Pete, who's like, <laughs> like 9 out of 10 mess up bets during the season, yeah. picking games between me and Florio and stuff. That's the guy that we got double-checking. We're, right 90%, bad, we're right 90% of the time. 
time, which is still very – that's an A-. minus. So <laughs> let's go back to 2017 yeah. and look at the draft there. And what I noticed in looking back at the drafts, we've been pretty good. Like the, the whole draft community is pretty good at identifying the talent right. uh, for some of these guys. I think this 2017 year is one of the years where we missed a guy. T.J. Watt was uh, at the end of the first round. There were nine yeah. D edges taken in the first round. I think Hassan Reddick was technically like a linebacker yeah, back then. Yeah, he was then, kind of but, a hybrid guy. We weren't um, sure. But I included him here. So yeah. there was, I mean, there are the names. You had Miles Garrett, number one. Solomon Thomas went second. Then you had Jonathan Allen, who's had a good career. But then you had Derek Barnett. You had Taco Charlton there in the top six. So you, you had some misses in 2017. And obviously, everyone missed on T.J. Watt at the end of the first round. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and you know, I'll even say that, that year when I was getting in this business, too, I had T.J. Watt you know, down the list here a little bit. Uh, Derek Barnett was not my favorite. He definitely would not have been my fourth in, in that round there. So, uh, Jonathan Al- Tal- Allen, you know, he was a little bit of a – a, a hybrid in a different way from Hassan Reddick, and it was like D-tackle, D-end. He doesn't oh. always get to rush the passer, so what should we really look at him as, right? You know, and and uh, sometimes those guys don't get the value, and that's part of what we'll talk about today. You know, some of these guys we're going to be talking about on the edge, they're, they're asked to do different things on the edge compared to, you know, each other and stacking them up that way. So, um, you know, you, you got to take that into account. And mm-hmm. like we talked about last year with Trayvon Walker, right? Trayvon Walker almost at no point during the year ever got to line up wide and rush the passer. It was always like I'm head up on the tackle and I have to control him and I'm never allowed to rush the passer. So that's some of the piecing together you got to do with this this position when you when you evaluate it. Was Kyle there in 2017? Was that his first year? Solomon Thomas. Oh, is yeah, that a that Kyle, was. Yeah, John Lynch. That is. What did you think of him at the time? You know – he was – I liked him, all right? And, you know, he was fresh off the Michael Bennett of the Seahawks conversation, right? Where, if you remember, I mean, Michael Bennett, when I first started in the business at Bleacher Report and doing all that, when I started up Fuck the Play Up, it started with Michael Bennett because mm. I kept go, you know, I, I had to do, like, my Bleacher Report all-pro team, Right. And then Michael Bennett would be like first team D tackle. People would be like, why? He only had three sacks this year. And I want to go turn on a game and nobody ruins plays more than Michael Bennett. I don't, other than J.J. Watt, he ruined the game, right? And he watched America's game 2014 when the Patriots played the Seahawks. You, if you watch that, game, watch that show back, you see the Seahawks, all the Patriots were concerned about in that game was Michael Bennett. All the stars in the Seahawks, all they could talk about and consumed with was we can't block Michael Bennett. How do we block this guy, right? So that's where he was that kind of guy. I liked him coming out. Now, you know, my favorite guy in that draft was number 15 in red, uh, Mahomes. Oh, yeah, that's yes. right. But, yes, that was Kyle's first pick in uh, Solomon Thomas, and they played that Seattle defense, right? And I think he was thinking, well, maybe we got a chance to get another Michael Bennett, and it obviously didn't work out you that can't way. Can't take this guy named what Patrick? What is it? Mahomes? Mahomes? Number two <laughs> overall? It's unheard yeah, of. Yeah, um, I did. I was like, oops. you, you don't want to take Mahomes as a number two pick? Uh, I, I did. I did come out of my mouth at one point. Yes, yes. And now he would say, yes, I do actually want to do <laughs> yeah, I do. That. Can we go back the in time? the benefit of hindsight, I do want to do that. Uh, let's take a look at last year because yeah. we do have your rankings with last year. And you were pretty much uh, consensus for the most part. You did have Nick Benito in there in your top five, who most people did not. Uh, but the, the big 
one was Kayvon yeah, Thibodeau, right. where everyone had him second. He was drafted as the second edge guy off the board by the Giants. Yep. You did not have him in the top five. Third edge guy off the board by the Giants, right? Because Thibodeau, I You're mean, right. uh, hit I Hutchinson and Trayvon right. Walker. But The numbers are right. I just misread. Yeah, it's so right. It's, 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 it's going to be an error somewhere. It's whether the number <laughs> or me. Um, so how do, you, how do you feel a year later on that uh, ass- assessment? I, I feel good. I, you know... Like maybe I should have had him at five, but I, I I feel justified in my questioning of Kayvon Thibodeau. I like the guy and the player, and of course he plays for the Giants. I'm rooting for him, but I I like he certainly wasn't as good as the top two guys. I can tell you that for sure. Nor was he as good as George Karlaftis, and the way Jermaine Johnson looked at the end of the year, uh, yeah. The, I have questions about Kayvon Thibodeau, the pass rusher. Period. You know that. I think a lot of people do. I mean, there's a reason when we did the Washington Giants Sunday night football game and the pregame, Rodney was like, Kayvon Thibodeau's got to be a better pass rusher, mm-hmm. right? Rodney Harrison. So the, the, he, we got to see what he can do. But as it looked that— He played well that game. He played, that was his best game of the year. That was the, the first half where he made a bunch of plays and all of that. But that was probably— And then you talked to him after the after game, After the right? game, and he that. told Rodney, he goes, hey, Sims talks a lot of shit. Right, and I wanted to go. Why we were on TV? I want to go. Hey, Kayvon, did Rodney tell you what he told, said about you on the pregame show today? I was this close to calling Rodney out with Kayvon yeah. next to him, but I yeah. let it go. And I, I just I said to Kayvon, just like I am with all these guys, I'm rooting for you. Prove me wrong. I am. Um, but no, the questions still remain there. And yeah, the bend and the first step and the uh, ability to get the quarterback that way. Those are special traits that. You know, I still question whether he has going forward. I don't question whether he can be a good player and be physical and start for the Giants for a long time. I know that. It's the number five pick of the draft. I'm saying, you know, usually that should be a, a star pick at that pick right there. Yeah, for a guy who was consensus number two, like you mentioned, you would take Aiden Hutchinson over him. You'd take Trayvon Walker over him. You'd take George Karlaftis over him. You'd yes. take Jermaine Johnson over him. Definitely. They just have things about their... Uh, ability to rush the passer, which I'm going to edge on those things a little bit more that I like and I think are more tried and true to be proven and work in the NFL, you know, on a case by case basis. So we'll see where it goes. Uh, we will, and um, it, it should be fun. But yeah, that's a good group to evaluate. Aiden Hutchinson, you know, he was the second guy drafted. I think he played the best though out of all of them. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Your Detroit Lions, he was awesome. you know, yes, he's still. Got some work to do as a pass rusher, but he's still a damn good pass rusher. He's such a big human being. He's so quick, and he's such a good football player. And then again, disruptive. Don't worry about the stats. There's so many plays every game where you go, wait, who was that big fucking white guy that just broke through the line of scrimmage and the running back had to go to different? Oh, that was Hutchinson. And he didn't get the tackle. He didn't get sack or whatever, but he ruined the play. And you see that a lot with uh, Aiden Hutchinson. All right, you've kind of given us a couple hints there. Yeah. What do you look for in an edge? What is your ideal edge? Because you've got a couple different types out there now. I know. You've got the big dudes like yeah. Aiden Hutchinson, who still has some quickness, but right. I mean, they're big and powerful. Right. It's not as much around the bend around the corner like Von Miller or whatever. Right. It's a little different type of guy, right? So, yeah, yeah I, I mean, listen. Listen, none, they're all good. It, it's, it's, again, about what you're going to value and then, okay, you know, how can they put it all together on the football field here? I, what do I'm, you value? I, well, of course I'm, I, I edge on the pass rush. That's the first thing we're talking about. Like you just talked about to start the, com, you know, the, the, the pod here. 
it may be the second most important position in football. Not only is it important to stopping the run, yeah, of course we know it's a passing game right now. Hey, added on to that, you know what else is really popular right now? The read option, right? Oh, I got to stop the run or I got to go tackle the quarterback. You better have some freaky guys on the edge to go do that, right? So you got that aspect. You got to have a guy that goes, oh, wait, they threw a receiver screen out to A.J. Brown out there. I need you to now turn around and go make the tackle for a three-yard gain. You can't let A.J. Brown escape that first wave or you're gone. So, you know, this is a, we're talking about a special specimen type of football player. So, you know, and there's different ways to do this. You have your true edge, speed, pass rush type of football guys, right? And then you can have your J.J. Watt, who's an edge guy but has a little bit of an interior, interior defensive line you know, versatility and a little different type of edge guy maybe than your pure traditional Lawrence Taylor, Von Miller. Mm. So, you know, again, it's scheme comes into this. But ultimately, what's the number one thing I want to see? I want to see motherfuckers get after the quarterback. That's what, I'm t- what we want to see. And at this position, you have to be more times than not, if you want to be a top-notch one, right? freaks these are these are your freaks of nature in the nfl locker room when you go into a and you're on a good football team and you go in and go wait i'm on the bucks whoa okay that simeon rice whoa holy shit i've never seen a guy like that before holy shit is he tall and his shoulders are broad and holy crap his legs are long and whoa he can run like that that's what the NFL pass rusher or what my dad would say when they'd walk in a locker room with Lawrence Taylor. Holy crap. Lawrence, can you slow down? You're ruining practice today, right? You know, Nick Bosa. If you saw Nick Bosa in person, you'd go, damn, is he the thickest muscle like guy I've ever seen in my life? Miles Garrett, Greek God, right? Hassan Reddick, smaller version of Greek God. Okay. So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about these guys. TJ Watt, right? Same thing. Came out of a cave. Right, he's got like a crow magnum head and muscles. Every came out of a cave, like I'll go get quarterback. Yeah, this is the kind of guys you're talking about, and I'm saying that jokingly. He knows that, and hopefully everybody knows that. So we looked at who yeah. was taken at the top of the draft last year. You had Aiden, you had Trayvon Walker up there. You had a lot of people high on Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah. Overall, how does this class compare to what we saw last year? A lot of good. A lot of good here. I think um, I, I will say the the class. Um, it's got a lot of some tweeners on the edge where guys where I go, I don't know if this guy can really be a true four, three defense end. He might have to be an outside linebacker, maybe a stand up linebacker who just rushes passer. So you have some of that, right? Of course, you got a little bit of everything too. Um, but I think the thing too is I, I wasn't as talented of a group as I was expecting, mm. not by, because of the combine numbers. We came here after the combine numbers, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it just seems like I can't wait to watch this group. It's going to be one freak after another, right? There's, there's some freaks. We're going to hit on that for sure. But there's a lot of guys where I went, oh, look at those numbers in the combine. I turn on the film and go, damn, that's, that's not the same speed of the combine right there. Or that's or or mm, okay, this guy's got good numbers, but damn, he's kind of just a straight line guy. He's not that great of a player, right? There was some of that too. So a uh, little all over the place, but I do think we got some difference makers, and especially at the top, we got some. I think slam dunks can't miss uh, when you when you're talking about that that department. Well, let's do that. Let's, let's do start it right at the top here yeah. because I think. 
you know, we're going to perhaps not follow consensus as much as we have at some other positions. You right. look at the other positions, I feel like your number one guy is number one or number two on a lot of people's yeah, boards. Right. Um, I feel like this one could be a little different. Uh, so we're going to go one through five right. as we've been doing this whole draft season. I think you're going to see, though, to your point, too, here, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, mine might surprise some people here right off the bat. It, 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 uh, these are This is not like, again, like I've tried to explain to you where it's like, Zach Wilson versus Trevor, the whole world likes Trevor, and I'm just a little different in that I like Zach, right? Mm-hmm. Right? This is like we've talked about some other positions where I go, no, people are going to watch this and then go, oh, no, no, this, is, this isn't like Chris Sims taking a hot take or trying. This is like this is the fact of the matter, right? It's just like B. John Robinson's the number one running back. Yes, he is the number one back. Or like we've had a little bit with like I said, Hendon Hooker, right? I said they're going to watch. Everyone's going to watch Hendon Hooker. This isn't me with a hot take. This is people are going to watch Hendon Hooker and go, no, he's he is a top fifteen pick. And now you're seeing that he's being discussed like that all the time. Yeah. Same with Zay Flowers. There's other guys that we've talked about here where I just go, yes, you, the the film is undeniable here. These aren't like, ooh, I'm just seeing it a little different, or this isn't my yeah. cup of tea. If I'm explaining that the right yeah, way. Yeah, and Zay okay. Flowers too has been going up boards. You become a thought leader. Thank you. You know, you've been, Thank you. you were just I thinking tried. for a while there, and now actually people are following. So <laughs> that's maybe the most scary part of this whole thing. So let me just say that, you know, most people have Will Anderson, the edge guy out of Alabama, as number one, right. maybe a top five pick. And so we're going to table the conversation until we get to, to Will Anderson. But I just want to throw that out there for yeah. the homies that maybe don't follow it as much as, yeah, sure. as right. you or you yeah, or he I. He seems to be the name there. that's thrown out there the most. Not only the best edge, but maybe a top three or, or five pick in the NFL draft. Right. You do not have him number one. So let's go through your top five. Five will start in tier one, and there's only one man in tier one, so he stands alone as far as edge prospects this year. In your eyes, that man is? It is Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. Let me just say, it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. He's definitely the best edge pass rusher in this draft. If you want to think about Miles Garrett or that type of football player, that's what we're talking about here. If there was a number, if the team at number one needed a pass rusher, we'd be talking about this guy being the number one pick. This guy, this is, this is, this is, I wrote at one point, duh, no brainer. Like, there's no debate here. I haven't watched the tackles yet, but the Arizona Cardinals are going to take Tyree Wilson at number three. They just lock it in. They might as well hand it in now. You've watched Chris Simpson's button, hand it in. All right. I mean, he's got everything, man. I mean, First off, elite first step for a guy that's 6'6", has incredible bend around the edge. Ben's like a guy that's like a 6'3", or 6'4", pass rusher. You know, has everything you want. Explosion, strength, length, ability to move side to side. He can do it all. Plays physical in the run game, you know, in the open field. You know, he brings it. It's like he's not looking to just tackle the guy. He's looking to, like, smush him into the ground. Those are the things I look for if you want to be a big-time pass rusher. That's the kind of mentality you have. So this one is like we don't need to break this down real long. This one, it's not close. (laughs) It's not. This guy is a special, special football player, and I'm just telling everybody out there, this isn't Chris Sims' hot take. This will be the number one edge guy off the board. Hands down, no-brainer, duh, and he's awesome. He's built like a Trayvon Walker, but he gets to pat, rush the passer more than Trayvon Walker. And I'm not sure if he's not a more natural pass rusher than Trayvon Walker is. Maybe not quite the physical specimen, maybe. 
But as a pure pass rusher, I like a lot of his movements and body positions and things he does uh, even more than Trayvon Walker, who was the number one pick last year in the draft. So in turning on the highlight reel, as yeah. I do, after you yeah. give me the What'd list of names. So it's, a lot of times you circle the guy. To, uh, hey, keep your eye. This is the guy we're going to focus yeah, You didn't need to circle him. You don't need to him, circle right? him. You go. The... He stands out exactly. immediately. Exactly. He's like, he's bigger than everyone else. Right. He's manhandling everyone else. Exactly. He is a right. man among boys. Right. He is 6'6", 271 pounds, but still has that athleticism and quickness. And he, he looks dominant he on looks the football dominant. field. It's like he shouldn't even be playing at this level. It's well, like this is unfair to those other players see, out there. See, that, and this is where I know we're going to go down the list here. But see, that, that's what a number one player should look like, right? That's what, that's what I mean. And we sometimes we have people there that I want to go. Why? Just because he's on a good team and his stats were good? No, it's, it's got to be like I turn on the film and go, oh damn, oh, mm, ah. yeah. Like, like this is one of those where you go, well, I watch five plays. I'm kind of good. I I know <laughs> how awesome it's going to be, but let's just keep watching because it's fun to watch, right? That's what it is with him, you know. So that that's and that to me speaks to you know, first guy off the board or whatever. But, hey, at the end of the day, you know, we know explosion and strength are really important for the pass rush. But the the, the thing that's maybe, you know, right up there with it is the length, right? And his length is special. And that's pretty, you know, tried and true as far as top-tier pass rushers in football. you got to have that certain length, and his arms are, like, ridiculous. Well, exactly. It's yeah. not just the height. He's 6'6". Six, six. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, for reference, is 7'3". Giannis's wingspan is 87 inches, and Tyrese is 86. Yes. Right. I know. It, 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 it's like one of those when you see him in person, you go, holy crap. Like, I mean, yeah. not only the shoulders are broad as hell, but the arms are long as hell. There's power. There's, you know, bendability, flexibility, fluidity, however you want to say it. And what I mean by that is like, you know, he can wiggle his way as a pass rusher and shake somebody that way. He can kind of weave through trash to make a tackle. Uh, he He's just... He can be in a weird position as a pass rusher, and you're going, oh, man, he's kind of coming around the edge and somebody hanging around him, and he still has enough power to be in an awkward position and get a blocker off him in the run game or the pass game. So from all that stuff, like, yeah, there's just nothing to not like about the football player, like I talked about. This is just a natural, gifted athlete, pass rusher. He's definite top five pick and will be absolutely shocked if he doesn't go to the Cardinals at number three. He was versatile, played inside and outside, linebacker in college at times. PFF had this quote about him. He goes, no edge prospect manhandled offensive tackles more than Wilson last year. Still a bit raw, though. Right. And you talked to him when you were at the Combine, correct? And he said that he wants to improve his handwork out there. And uh, taking a look at some of his numbers here, Chris, yeah. he say, he told you, he goes, I'm shooting for 27 or 28 bench press reps. Only had 23 there. Um, and is that a concern for you? No, not at all. You know, guys like that, when you have that long of arms, I mean, uh, you know, bench presses, that's difficult for them. It's a long way to go. His strength is from the extension of his arms anyways, from levers, right? You know, we were kind of talking about this before the podcast. His ability to, you know, he's rushing, and now the arms are extended as he punches into the tackle. It's over. The tackle has no – he can't get his hands on 
Tyree. And then Tyree, because of the levers, is so strong at that locked out arm position that you're basically at his mercy. So, no, the, the power and all that and, you know, bench press, again, it's got some value to what you see there and whatever, yeah. but it's not an end-all, be-all. And like I've told you, I mean, I've been around some pass rushers who can bench 225 very much either. Yeah, it's the, the short-arm dudes that are bouncing it off Usually, their chest. Yes, really five thick Five or chest, six inches. Yes, with a short arm is exactly 50, right. Is the guy that usually uh, dominates that, that, that exercise. So I think we have uh, his production. Look at his production from the three years at uh, Texas Tech. The last three years he had... 13 and a half tackles for a loss in 2021, which led the team. He had 14 uh, last year in 2022, seven sacks. I think maybe some people look at that and say, oh, we couldn't get into double-digit sack numbers, but I mean, seven led the team the last couple years. College football is different, all right? And that's where people, like, the the double-digit sack numbers, a lot of the time, first off, like, all you got to do is watch a game. All they worry about is blocking him, Mm -hmm. okay? That's all that he's the only buddy anybody concerned with. So here's that. And then college football – you know, th- there's very few teams that play a style of football with their quarterback that's NFL-related. We've talked about this, you know, in other years in the past draft. You can watch a Texas Tech game and watch them play a team who throws the ball 40 times, right? And you can go, there was really only 8 or 10 of those passes where you had a chance to really rush the passer. Everything was, oh, it was a quick slant, or it's a screen, or it's an RPO. And it's like he didn't really have as many opportunities. Even though you set, it says 45 passes, the traditional, wait, Mahomes is in the pocket, Joe Burrow's in the pocket, I got some time to work and you, use my magic around the edge. It just doesn't go on in college football other than a few teams, right? Everything else is, you know, it's, it's gadgets and bull crap and whatever else. So the NFL – is really more conducive to these guys, you know, and and the drop back pass game, and hey, let's hold the ball an extra second later because Josh Allen could throw this shit seventy yards. So let's wait an extra second because Devon Diggs will be down there. Yeah. Oh, poof, there's Tyree Wilson, sack, fumble, right? So that's where the game is more conducive to them that way. That's why a lot of the production numbers that you hear quoted for edge guys, you just really have to throw. You out. have like to pressure, watch pressure rate, right? It's like, yeah, if the we're going to get into some guys here. Where I'm going to go every sack the guy got. The quarterback held it for five seconds, or. You know, it was a he didn't really beat a guy. It was a stunt or whatever else. And I want to go, Okay, go. His production's better than the guy that we have at number one. But like, no way can you watch the film and go, he's the same specimen as that guy. And, you know, that's why we get you can't get too deep into that that type of stuff there. Real quick. Just speak to his rawness maybe a little bit. He was born in Alaska, still has some family there, moved to Texas, was really off the radar, was a three star recruit, went to Texas A&M, redshirted, transferred to Texas Tech and then blew up. I mean, it seems like six, six, two seventy one. You should be pretty highly recruited. But um, Sam Bivalent 01 says you've talked about how you prefer receivers who have the big play potential rather than just being more polished in college. Do you have the same thoughts about edge play? For a raw prospect yes. like Wilson, do you value him high and expect coaching to prop him up? I do. I do. Because, again, the, the things that are not coachable, they're there. So that's what I love. I want to go, well, yeah, you don't, have to, you don't have to coach him to run 4-4 off the edge and have an unbelievable long first step to get around the edge. Yeah. Or the bend, that's over, right? So, yes, I, I'm in favor of that, too, because now it's like, okay, wait, he's been getting – pressure and getting around the edge better than anybody in college football and he doesn't even know how to use this part of the game yet he doesn't know how to use his hands and have like 
you know, some intricate pass rushing moves that he's going to learn when he gets to the NFL because, hey, like we always talk about, there's just more time. You got people that, you know, you got other veterans who've been taught by other players and coaches who can now teach you a few things. And your life just goes into, wait, pass rush, hand-to-hand combat, spin moves. All, and that's all you do. And there's nothing else to worry about. And that's where there'll be great growth. So, yes, I'd rather have the... Raw. If you give me one or the other, I'd go. Yeah, I'd probably rather have the guy that's, yeah, got some room to grow in that department. As into, oh, he's already mature and he's like a five-year veteran using his hands. Only one guy in the first tier, and that man is Tyree Wilson, who you think is going to be a top five, probably a top three pick. And if he does not go number three to the Cardinals, you will kiss the feet of one homie out there. Well, who one homie, sure, yes. Number, th- I mean, number three. Oh, let's see, we got the. Uh, we got the Colts at four, at five, um, the Seahawks, right? So, I mean, I could see them doing that too. Like, to me, the way it looks right now, and again, I haven't done D tackles, right? Mm-hmm. But I would go whoever the Cardinals take, the Seahawks take the other one. The Cardinals took Jalen Carter. Oh, then the Seahawks are taking Tyree Wilson. Tyree Wilson. Oh, mm-hmm. wait, wait, the Cardinals took Tyree Wilson. Oh, then the Seahawks are taking Jalen Carter. That's kind of how I feel it's going to go there. But – don't get it messed up. This is the best pass rusher in this draft, and he will be the number one pass rusher off the board. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. Lock, stock, two smoking barrels. Done. That is the unbuttoned guarantee to you. That Just like it. we do a podcast yes. every Monday and right. Wednesday, we guarantee that Tyree Wilson will go in the top three. Did you say three? Or first guy off the board, I Yeah, guess. at first one. But I do. I think you make me guess. I'm going to say he's at three to Arizona, yeah. for that, sure. We don't guarantee that, but he's just the first guy off the board. Yes, That's our definitely. guarantee. So yeah. don't try to get feet kissed okay, by fine. anything else okay, other fine. than that. Save me. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. At Delta, we know Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. On the next flight, 8C is Mandy, a foodie. So we offer all types of food options. Because at Delta, everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, so you have three guys in Tier 2. Yeah. So how much of a gap is there between Wilson and the three guys we're about to talk about next? Well, these guys are really good. Wilson's just, to me, like I said, it's like, it's duh. That's where it is. It's just like, duh. Mm -hmm. Now, these guys are really awesome. And it's still, you know, high ceiling, high floor guys. I don't know if their ceiling can go quite as high as Wilson. Wilson has a type of talent to be like Miles Garrett and lead the NFL in sacks every year of his career, like, or be in that conversation, yeah. right? That's rare. These other guys, yeah, there's some of that, but there's also, I think, maybe, you know, a flaw, too, I could bring to the table with each one of these guys, too, to where, you know, that's where they're not in the same tier. Like, Wilson, I can literally go, I, I, tell me the flaw. What, what is it? 
he just doesn't know how to use his hands good enough. Like, okay, great. We can go to the, 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 the boxing ring around the corner and like you give him a month there. He's going to be great. He's going to be the best UFC guy in America. Right. So that's where, I mean, like there's no questions there. So he's, he's slammed these guys. There's limited questions, but there are a few. But there's some high-end superstar stuff here that I love in this Tier 2 group here. So three edges grouped together in yeah. Tier 2, but you like one a little bit better than the other two. Your number two edge rusher this year is? Is Lucas Van Ness, a.k.a. Hercules from Iowa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, got to meet him at the Combine. Great guy, great player. Um, to paint a picture... Right, this is where we get into. This isn't your traditional just a wind up line up wide and get after the pass rusher. No, this is a little bit more of the J.J. Watt type of guy here. All right, a little bit more of yeah, he could play four three defense end, but he could play three four defense end and be head up on a you know offensive tackle. Right, he could play some outside linebacker. He's out athletic enough to do it. That's not what you really want him to do. But ultimately, he's a 4-3 strong side end, a 3-4 defense end that's head up on the tackle, or, hey, it's a third down, or we have another speed rusher we want to go on the field. Now go to three technique and just abuse that guard on the inside, right? He's going to be able to do that. Tyree Wilson's going to be able to do that as well. But, yes, this guy's different than Tyree Wilson, where Tyree Wilson, I said, is Miles Garrett. This guy is more along the lines of, like I said, a – a J.J. Watt, where it's not always about just speed and burst around the end. It's a little bit more, there's some more power involved and some strength at the point of attack and manhandling your opponent in front of you a little bit. So it's not always about, you know, sexiness, explosiveness, and bend around the edge. That's where he's a little different that way. Yeah, so you, you said it already. His nickname was Hercules, yeah. and you wanted to paint the picture, but let's actually give the picture yeah, of him and what he looks like because this was out there. I mean, here's a guy that is 6'6", 272, with a six-pack. A six-pack. And good looks like to go Great along hair. with it. It's kind yeah. of the hair I'm trying to it go is, for here it lately. It is. It's similar to yours. Swoops right. back a little bit. I'm, not, kind of, I'm not going exactly with the Not the same legs and stomach, but the hair, okay, <laughs> we can compare there. Yeah, the, the body build is slightly different. But, uh, yeah, Luke Van Ness it certainly looks like uh, like out of a magazine of what Hercules would look like. Uh, so here's a couple things. You mentioned versatility. I think at, at times he was primarily a defensive tackle playing inside most of the time. Iowa moved him outside as well. Here's the curious thing, though. He was never a full-time starter at Iowa. Yeah. Per PFF, right. he had just one career game with 50 or more snaps. Well, yeah. What do you think was happening there at I Iowa? asked him about this. This is and, – and I knew about it already. Um, but Iowa's got a thing of, like, no, the, the guys who have been there and, like – our four-year seniors and played whatever they start. They start the game. They don't. They don't care if you're Hercules or not. You got to wait a snap or two. We're gonna let the guys who've put in the hard work and paid their time and done all the things right, you know, within their program, they get to start the football game. And then on the second or third play, you can roll in. But somebody, the, somebody else who's older than you, who's done more here, you know, gets to do that. And he was fine with that. He, that's the way they roll. They're old school that way, right? It's kind of got a, a pecking order. Uh, as far as that goes. But, yeah, it, it doesn't really matter, Ahmed, when they he should, came in. Maybe they should reconsider you know, that. Maybe they should. If they're letting up a lot of, like, first-play touchdowns, they definitely need to reconsider. But, you know, first off, for a guy like, right, he's he's explosive. He's 270. He ran four five eight. right? He's got the long arms that we just talked about with Tyree Wilson. Not as long as Tyree, but 34-inch arms, right? You know, he's he's, first off, a little more power-based, like you talked about. 
So his ability to like hold the ground against double teams or do the two-gapping we're talking about, he's really damn good in that department. His play strength is off the charts, right? And, yes, his pass rushing might not be, you know, what we picture as far as, you know, T.J. Watt, arm rip around the edge. He can do that. He can. Now, he's not put in that – this is where, you know, it's not always fair. He's not put in that position to do that a whole lot where you go, hey, get a little wider and really get ready to get off and just go because – you know, when you see him do that, he's got speed. He's got speed to power. He knows how to use his hands a little bit. He's just got straight power. So, you know, really, again, this is a guy where he has a very high floor. And his ceiling is pretty damn high, too. But they're like, the, 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 he is not going to be a bust. He is going to be a good football player for a long time. And I'm betting that it's better than good. It's really damn good. And he's kind of one of the better hybrid defense alignment in all of football. Yeah, and watching his highlight reel, it was the same thing almost. It was very similar to Tyree Wilson. It was like, this guy's just dominating. You see him there. right he's away. Stronger than you everyone. see him just move people. He's not slow. I mean, with one arm. Right. I mean, he would get some offensive lineman off balance with just one arm I know. swipes. Right. That's what I, I mean. Like, so you can piece that together with some of the pass rushing stuff you'd see too, right? Because yeah. you see him like on the edge of a guard, and he's going upfield, and then his inside arm, he'd be like, I'm just going to push you away so I can go back underneath. And he does it with ease. How about it, the idea that that strength won't play as well when you're going against the grown men in the NFL? I, I, don't, I don't worry about that. His strength is off the charts good, right? To be 272, and like you said, you watch a number of snaps where he's playing D-tackle, and he's like got double teams from two, a 300-pounder and a 300-pounder, and he holds his ground. Right? I think his strength is off the charts good. So, yeah, will it be a little bit of adjustment period and all that? Sure, it will be. But he's also going to be put in some more positions to succeed more than at Iowa, too. You know, sometimes what happens with guys like this, they're just like, well, you're such a freak. You could play shade nose this week. Play nose tackle. Right? And it's like, well, I'm not the best at nose tackle, but I'm the man. You're right. And I'm Hercules, and I can do it. Yeah. Right? And it's not fair to them to when we evaluate, we go, well, they move him inside. And they go, well, they're fucking Iowa. He's the best player on their team. They move yeah. him wherever they think he's going to be an issue this week. Right? And, and that's they, where he yeah. is. He's an issue. And then they go, play corner. This is Iowa. It's like, I don't think it's going to work out well. This is uh, Iowa. Iowa has the you most white here. people on the football field that I've ever seen. Yeah, not right? just the football field. The basketball <laughs> court as well. It's, you're a, right. it's a trend. You're right. Yeah, but Iowa. this is not your... You know, this is, again, J.J. Watt is, of course, the extreme. And J.J. Watt's, uh, like, in a special room with Deion Sanders, the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, Zach Allen, maybe a little from uh, the Arizona Cardinals, who the Denver Broncos just paid a huge contract to, Mm -hmm. right? It's that kind of guy. Draymond Jones, right, who just got huge money, went from Denver to the Seattle Seahawks Mm -hmm. on, like, a $50, $60 million deal. It's that kind of guy, right? So it's it's more, yeah, power and strength based on the edge and then disruptive coming inside a little bit but can do everything. He's kind of a, a no-miss pros- prospect who's, you know, again, I'm going to say made for the NFL in 2023, different way, uh, different way than guys like Nolan Smith or, you know, Tyree Wilson, but he's got no weakness. His strength and athleticism and length are all elite. His speed to power is real. It's not great speed, but it's great power. Dude brings it, can do it all, right? Well, well so let's look at it. let's look at how much speed and yeah. power because we have a Hendecagon for the first Whoa. time in unbuttoned history. We have a Hendecagon. Is that eleven, Pete? Eleven things. So we got a little spider situation here with the uh, the gun. You see, the the bench press was terrible. 
eighth percentile. Is that similar to what you were talking about with Wilson I, with the longer arms? And- exactly right. And, like, you know, you would never guess that by watching him on film, like you just said, Not or the highlights you see, because, like, he is the master of having people in, like, a locked-out bench press position where you go, oh, that guy's screwed. And Van Ness can do whatever he wants with him in that position. 40-yard dash, he was in the 91st percentile, but then vertical jump, not, he can't really jump that high. So maybe knocking down some of those passes he won't be able to do. But, yeah, there's like some things he does very elite. The hand right. size, 97th percentile. Maybe they got to do instead of bench press for some of these guys, like a butterfly test, right? Do the thing where you're in front of your face. Oh, like that. You know, like yeah, a diff- yeah, right. Some just different the, workout. The, just the, yeah. The, the, test the, a different the, muscle the, group. The pec, the pec, different pec test yeah, there. Yeah, pec test. Yeah. Yeah, do a pec test. Hey, at the end of the day, that's one where, you know, nobody's going to question it. Like we've, like we've heard Dan Campbell say, the pajama Olympics or whatever else. Oh, yeah. Like the, the film is nobody's going to care about his 17 reps on the bench because you're just going to go, well, he's benching people off of them all game long in every game. So that's where he's really good. And to him, you know, the 40 straight ahead explosion, the length in the arms, and then um, even the three cone. Mm. Because his ability to kind of get skinny and shoot through gaps that way or like even, you know, again, I'm big into this because like life in the NFL is not perfect where you're going to get into spots where you're going to drive off the ball on an offensive tackle and he's going to win that initial like that initial contact, right? And you're going to be, oh, like, you know how sometimes you see like linemen bend in like a weird position? Yeah. He, get, he can get in that position and then still come back and win the, the battle to where he's like, oh, no, he's getting bent in a weird position, and all of a sudden he's just like, oh, Hercules, and he throws the guy off of him and makes a play, and that's, that's a special attribute because you're going to be stuck in some of those weird positions when you play in the NFL defensive line, that's for sure. Lance Zerline on NFL.com said, quote, he's more of a splash player than a consistent force on tape to him. So when he talked about it. What do you think he's seeing there? I, I don't really. You didn't see that. Well, I don't know. You know, I don't. A consistent force. I guess gosh. maybe just the, the number of snaps, maybe, too. I don't know. I, I don't know where, you know, splash players. See, where I think you got to be careful with, like, them, too, is what is he being asked to do to positions, right? So, yeah, he could. You could have a number of plays where you go, well, okay, yeah, he's playing. They put him a three technique for five plays in a row. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, he's just holding his ground and double teams or getting off blocks and making a tackle for a one-yard gain or whatever else. But, man, I, I don't know. I see it all with this guy. And will be – he is a top 15 pick. There's no doubt he goes in the top 15 for my money. And, again, I don't think I'm saying anything crazy there. I think that's – when it's all said and done, I think that's where the NFL will see it as well. Well, as far as production, too, who knows? Maybe at Iowa it is bad form to have more sacks than a senior on the team. So it's like, you're an underclassman. Give that sack to one of your friends out there. So here's one guy who also, a friend of the podcast, yeah. Micah Parsons, yeah. who's throwing some shade at Lucas Van Ness. Oh, so yeah. Van Ness threw this out there where he's he's swatting away the tackling dummies. Look at that. It's like karate chopping him or something like that. The hair, he doesn't even care about it here. It's just flying all over the place. And then Micah Parsons goes, bro, it's bags. Yeah. I've seen kids in middle school do this. Media is a scary place. Yes, it's I, I you know I don't know. He doesn't need to hate on Mike uh, on, on uh, Van Ness, Lucas Van Ness over this. But I mean, yeah, is this like one of those drills that's like you know, is there great value in that or am I like, "Oh, whoa, look at yeah. that." No, it just it's it's just like getting your life conducive in the NFL, what it's like working on hand speed 
how yeah. flush you can hit it. How quickly can you readjust your feet to get to the next target? It's yeah. just a drill. Having it's, Micah Parsons clown you, it's just like getting used to the NFL. Get used what's going to happen? Get, get ready for rookie it. hazing, baby. Get ready. <laughs> Hercules or not, you've got to deal with some other Hercules now. So you're going to have to deal with this every now and then. Well, I'll tell you what. I liked him. I watched him on tape. Yeah. I liked him. And, yes. and I was like, you can have a type because you got two giant human beings that are just men amongst Still a big boys. person's game. But you talked about the Pajama Olympics. And you go, you're not impressed by it. Well, maybe, maybe so with your next guy uh, on your list. Your number three edge is? Nolan Smith from Georgia. He won the Pajama Olympics. He did. And he was one that when you went, damn, the Pajama Olympics made me look at him and think highly of him. And then when you turn on the film, you go, oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, when you want to talk about like Von Miller type pass rushers. And again, I know I've just said JJ Watt. I'm giving you everybody the ultimate version to yeah. picture in their brain. If everything works out in everything some, works yeah. out in their favor. But you, what I'm talking about is a guy that can be in some of the positions you've seen Von Miller go around the edge the last few years or a similar body type, right? Though this is your guy. This is your guy that has a chance to be Von Miller. Or let's just say, I don't want to say, you know, Vaughn, of course, was the number two pick of the draft. Let's say Hassan Reddick, right, who's been kicking ass for the last three years and kicked ass for the Eagles last year, right? That's what he is. This is, yes, arguably the most explosive person in this draft. It really is. Let alone, like, silky, smooth mover, like, just... Get low. Oh, I'm going this way. Wait. Oh, tackle. I got you to go upfield. Now I'm going to cut underneath like a running back and go the other way and go get the quarterback there. First step, you know, the bend we talk about that's so important. Power that for 239 is insanity in the membranity at times. We're going, this is a 330-pound tackle, and he's setting the edge with one arm and like, wait, if you run outside here, I'm going to throw you with the one arm and then go run down that running back. No problem, right? I mean, it's just there's nothing athletically you worry about with this guy at all. There's nothing strength-wise you worry about with this guy at all. Now, you just got to worry about what positions you put him in because, yeah, he's not the biggest human being in the world. But when you talk about pure athleticism, speeds, explosion, all of that, man, Nolan Smith is, is, is about as good as it gets in that department. Well, let's start with the 40-yard dash yeah. then here, Chris. And we yeah. have some video of him doing it. 4.39 in the 40 was the second fastest by a defensive lineman since 2003. And here is a video of all of his teammates – the Back Georgia, Georgia guys. yeah, watching it as he's going here. So he's Look at ready these to go. Facilities. Oh, there he's going. Well, who's filming this? It's like a old phone or something like a flip phone. Doesn't look that fast either. This is in slow. Well, motion. they're hyped now. Oh, now they're jumping around. They're cheering. Um, yeah. So there's a good look. Well, at that was 40. a special moment. Yeah, it was cool. It was. I mean, you know, one, he's fresh off a pectoral injury, so like to even be at the combine and be able to perform that way. Two, they know what kind of freak this guy is. That's why they're all filming it. They're going, damn, our DN beats our receivers and our running backs in a lot of drills in the summer. Let's see what this freak's going to do right here. So that's why they're filming that. They knew that. But, and then he was disappointed. I mean, do you remember us having that conversation? Oh, remember? Right. He got off the phone and was like, damn, I, I could have run faster than that. That, that was like, that was as lo slow as it gets for me, 439, right? So, yeah, this is. You know, again, I said Hassan Reddick, Von Miller, Micah Parsons, right? It's that type of guy. Yeah, can play stand-up linebacker, you know, 
can be three, four outside linebacker. Oh, wait, it's third and 12 now. We need you to be like a wide nine technique, like a Seattle Nick Bosa type pass rusher. Just use your speed and your bend around the edge. I mean, like it, it's all the movements off the charts. Good. Great yeah. bend, change of direction. You know, play strength is great. Uh, can turn the corner with bend. Or stick his foot in the ground and turn the corner, too, which I mean. Like, you know, there's bend of, like, I'm low and I'm coming around the bend. And then every now and then there's, like, I'm coming around the edge and I didn't get to get in that low position because maybe the lineman punched me, so I had to stay up. I didn't get to get low like that. All right, so now I just got to win with my speed, and then I got to be able to, like, maybe put my foot in the ground like a receiver and turn the corner to get to the quarterback. Like, he can do all of that. I mean, he plays hard. He's physical. He'll take on anybody, right? You know, he can get, like I told you, in some of the positions that only top-tier NFL pass rushers can get in. You know, again, that's that bend I'm talking about, that Lawrence Taylor, Von Miller, Khalil Mack position where you go, is that like a speed skater, you know, on the inside lane who puts his hand down on the ground as he's going around the corner? It's almost like that, and that ability for him is as good as you're going to find. That's so fun watching speed skating when they do that, right? And they get those little cones go flying These guys have those kind of legs and ass like that to do that kind of stuff. So Nolan's been on the radar for a long time back in high school, was the number one high school player in the country, according to 247sports.com, 20th best all time. They compared him to Khalil Mack coming out of – High school and then college at Georgia. There, uh, he's six two two thirty eight, and so it's, he can run fast yeah. for a guy that size. Right. But a guy that size is also not a guy the size of the first two guys you've mentioned here. No, it's a different um, guy here. So no starting edge in the NFL last season was listed under two hundred and forty pounds. That's what Nolan's at right now. So a national scout for an NFC team uh, said this on NFL.com: You worry about him holding up for 17 games right. with his size. Right. I'm not worried about the toughness, but I just don't know if he can carry more weight without it slowing him down. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair thing. Again, you know, like we said, it's a big person's game, and he's going to be out on the edge there playing against the biggest people on planet Earth, Trent, the Trent Williams of the world he's going to have to deal with. So that's a fair concern. I mean, uh, that would concern me too. You know, and then he got hurt this year, as you saw. You know, but uh, it's one of those, again, where – I think he's a top 15 pick, right? And he's only going to get he's only going to get bigger and stronger, right? And and Pete, maybe you could tell me off the top of my head here, but like or I can even look. Hassan Reddick, what was he at the combine? You know, I know he was Hassan Reddick's definitely one of the best edge guys in football, yeah. right? I bet you I want to say at the combine he was like 230 something. Now he's a grown man, right? And he's above 240, so now he's not an edge guy that's under 240. Start six See? one two thirty seven. There you so go. Very similar was a linebacker too, which right. which kind of leads to this question: Matt Hassan four. Does Nolan Smith from Georgia have the potential to also play inside linebacker in the NFL? He may be more effective as an edge, but could have the ability to rotate there on early downs. I think he could. Yeah, that's why. I, that's what. That's why I did write the Micah Parsons thing down. Right. Yeah. You know, if you if a four three team wanted to take him and just said, hey. Let him play stand-up linebacker. Then on third downs, we'll you know slowly get him into playing that position. 
But we'll see what's going to happen is exactly what happened to Hassan Reddick. I mean, not Hassan Reddick, or yeah, Hassan Reddick, or my, but more Micah Parsons. Is what I was trying to go for. Mm. We're going to go. Oh yeah, stand up linebacker is good, but holy shit, he's amazing, and nobody can block him on the edge. Let's stop that stand up linebacker shit and just let him go after the quarterback every play. Yeah, the, and I think ultimately that's what'll happen. Yeah, you compared him to Micah Parsons, the broad jump and the forty yard dash, very similar to Micah. Uh, Micah is a little bit taller, just by like an inch and a half. Yeah, a little bit heavier, little by thicker. maybe ten pounds. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, very similar in body size so and then micah yeah micah right now is probably listed at high 240s right is that kind of what he was listed at man look where... at that gone look at that gone it's just like he's filling it all up in the speed and the jump and the categories like 99th percentile and then everything else is in the 15th to 5 percent yeah well that's the size that's stuff crazy. and that's what's good that's where yeah i don't think i've ever seen it that drastic when you have to you know when you're when you're 238 and you're playing edge pass rusher, yeah, you better be freaky in those other areas to overcome the areas that are not that freaky looking. Yeah. And you're right, yeah. Micah Parsons, just to go back to that, 6'3", 245, right? So this guy's inch shorter, seven pounds lighter, but definitely faster. I can say that, with, and Micah's the man, don't get me wrong. Yeah. His 10 is, I mean, his first step is it's, it's as good as elite receivers in the NFL, right? This kid. And then, believe it or not, he has more length. He's got a longer arm than Micah Parsons, too, which bodes well. You know? But this guy, these guys, like to me, again, even though you worry about that, yeah, I don't want to be in the trenches too long. I, guys like this, again, they're just made for the NFL right now with what we got and like we've talked about. Even like what we talk about with teams like, hey, we got two tight ends on the field. You got to stop the run. Hey, next play, those tight ends are still on the field, but we split them out of receiver. Right, and this is where guys like him can come into. Oh wait, I can cover that tight end man to man, or I can be another pass rusher, whatever. Or I can be a stand up linebacker, and I can play zone coverage. And that's where these guys have great value too. It's not just as a pass rusher. We have some of his pro day video, so we can scout live on the pod. Yeah, let's Here's see it. I saw a, a few of see. these clips. I mean, you know what I want to say right away. What is that? Look at those thighs. Oh yeah. I mean, look. If you want to know oh. why he's turning the corner at four three. It's because he's got thighs like that. And, dude, the dude brings it. I just want everybody to know. This ain't some, like, pretty boy fast pass rusher or anything like that. This dude is, like, pulling guards coming at him full speed, and he's like, huh, stop right there in the hole because I'm going to stop you, and then I'm going to yeah. make the tackle. So that's where I love them. You you? Know, if he was all speed and that, I wouldn't love him. you got to have a physicality element for me to – you know, love you like that, and I I like yeah. this guy. Yeah, he looks almost bigger there than he does in, in his uniform. It's like a, he looks like a giant human. That being. number four at Georgia, kind of, right? Yeah, he looks smaller, and that's what I, you know. Again, schools, there's no more school. School is football. Yeah, lift more weights, eat more nutrition. He's going to be two forty five by the time training camp comes, and it's going to be seven pounds of muscle, and he won't run four three nine anymore. He'll run four three nine five. Okay, yeah. but he'll be seven pounds stronger and be better off. Yeah. And apparently he's a bit of a team leader, too, because I well, think it was something that right. uh, we talked about at the end of last college season. Remember when all the Georgia players were saying, you know, they picked us to go seven and five oh, this right, year. Right, right. And everyone was like, who is that? Is that like are those the same people that were doubting the Chiefs that they were going to be good this year? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where Every, they, no, they didn't yeah. exist. <laughs> everyone doubted us. Be like, no one doubted you. No one. Um, <laughs> we all thought you were going undefeated again. <laughs> apparently Nolan Smith had something to do with that. And so I think he talked on a podcast and I think we have that sound, Kristen. I thought we was going to go seven and five. We end up perfect. I could talk trash now because I'm done. 
I'm a dog for life and I will always be a dog. Sometimes you got to juice it up for the guy, especially when you're old man last year. I just wanted everybody to know. I said it. I said it the whole summer. They're going to think we're going seven and five guys. They ain't even thinking about a two P. So you made that entire thing up. You just picked that out of the air. You're like, all right, I'm just going to throw seven and five. That sounds disrespectful enough. Yeah. Seven and five is like disrespectful enough. And that's what like coach smart did. I think not to disrespect any of the other teams, but I think Coach Smart went like eight and four, like his first year. So I was like, yeah, seven and five though sounds better. And it sounds better off the tongue, seven and five. <laughs> That's great. amazing. Amazing. <laughs> and the teammates bought into it. Yeah. Well, you know, when he which, talks, again, yeah. That's what leads in a locker room, though. A little personality and then talent. Talent leads. You know, in the NFL locker room, it's talent and money leads, right? The guys yeah. who got you know, usually the guys that are talented have all the money. So you're like, <laughs> let's follow him. He's but yeah, this guy's got it all, man. He really does. And it's just amazing. You know, I just think I'm sitting there thinking of him I'm just going, damn, Georgia. I mean, are they unbelievable, Georgia? Yeah. Trayvon Walker, him, Jalen Carter, two defensive tackles last year went in the first round. I mean, you know, a line, another stand up linebacker went in the first round last year. What they're doing right now is historic. I mean, it really is. They got, and they got, you know, like top tier NFL defensive lines, not college defensive lines. Like these are top tier. Like you put an NFL uniform and you go, this, is this one of the better defensive lines in football? Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, it's, it's sick what they're like, doing right now. Honest to goodness. Like yeah. this is often compared, right? Good that college team beat this. But if you just took like the defense of Georgia, some of their best players over the last three or four years, yeah. that would be a very, very good defense in the NFL. Definitely. Definitely. We're, we're, a lot of those people, guys have gone in the first round. Where people are are a little wrong with those comments, because, like, yeah, you're right. And if they had, like, but the experience in the NFL game, for people to think they're just going to jump in and do that, that's where it's like I want to say no. But the talent yeah. and where they'll be, you know, to what you're saying, yeah, it's top notch and it's it's special. It's just, yeah, it's development, letting me, how do I play this play? How do we coach? How do you do? How do you adjust to that? That's the stuff that the young yeah. kid has that, you know, has to, you know, doesn't have the advantage of against a, a veteran player in the NFL. Yeah, like three years post-graduation, if you assembled all these exactly. Georgia you guys did it back that together way. again. Exactly. You'd go, oh, shit, defense. this is the best defense in football. There's no doubt. Yes. All right, I'm sold. I'm sold because, you know, after watching Tyree Wilson and Luke Van Ness and yeah. watching Nolan you were Smith, a little, I was like, eh, I yeah. know he's fast, right. but he's smaller, right. and I don't right. know if that's going to work. But I'm sold after having uh, talked to him. I think you would. I think if we watched more two together and you really got into the nitty-gritty, you'd start to go, oh, okay, wait, this dude's a little more physical than I gave him credit for you Definitely, know and yes. doing that and that, that's what I really put me over the edge with him he plays with violence that's yeah, for sure he does. despite his uh, smaller side who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie famous Amos has been making them since the 70s 1975 to be exact with semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie and fans couldn't get enough that's right you'll find our original recipe the one you know and love in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, so he is number three for you. Yep. Time for the last man in tier two. Your number four edge guy is? Is Will McDonald the fourth from Iowa State. Yes, sir. He's like, damn, long praying mantis. That's who he is. You guys want to know? You know who he is? Here, This is in, in all honesty. This is exactly it. He's Leonard Floyd, right? Leonard Floyd, the number, what was he, six pick of the Chicago Bears, who I just would like to say was awesome every year with the Chicago Bears. It's just since he was a six pick, they all thought it should be 15 sacks a year, and that's not what he is. But he's been awesome with the Rams. And he flirts around that nine, ten sacks every year. I think last year Leonard Floyd was around nine or ten. But this guy's like, it's length and athleticism. And he's 239 pounds. He's 6'4". But his arms are almost as long as Tyree Wilson's. He plays defensive tackle almost in the Big 12. If not defensive tackle, they play a three-down front with Iowa. And he plays head up on the tackle at 239 pounds. And never loses a physical battle. Right, So here's your guy of totally played out of position in college, but it didn't even matter, and he still was stellar at it. You're going like, wait, this guy shouldn't be playing here and doing this, but they still can't block him, and he's still throwing people around and doing all that. So like, I literally started and went, wow, kid is skinny and long. Hmm. Looks like a Leonard Floyd type. That's what I wrote. And then I wrote, he plays five technique, question mark? Like, holy shit. His play strength is off the charts, and his athletic ability is awesome in every area. Like Floyd, moves well, pliable in a lot of those positions like we talk about where, you know, might be getting double teamed in some awkward position and somehow gets out of it and splits them and makes a tackle or gets the guy off of him, you know, disengages, disengages from the blocker and then makes a tackle. He's phenomenal at getting off blocks. That's where he's really special, and you see that a lot as uh, the film goes on. It's funny you mentioned that because yeah. in his highlight reel, that's yeah. exactly There's a lot of that where he is getting held. It's not just getting off of a block. He is actually getting held, and that is not slowing down Will McDonald No, on the field. No, um, he gets those arms on you, and then he tries to disengage, and they know, oh, no, he's going to be able to disengage, and they hold him like you're talking yes, about. exactly. Yeah. Because he's he's slippery like that, and then it's like I said. I mean, for that size, his strength is unreal. This is a guy that's going to be a three-four outside linebacker, you know, four-three weak side end, right? With the ability to be the strong side end because his play strength is so damn good. But yeah, he's going to be a, a hybrid edge linebacker, pass rushing type in the NFL. So he was a multi sport athlete in high school. He played baseball, basketball, track and field in Wisconsin. Did not start playing football until his junior year. Jeez. And then he goes over to Iowa State and he uh, sets the school record twice with 10.5 sacks in 2020, 11.5 sacks in 2021. I think we have some film of his pro day as well here, so hopefully we get a look I at haven't his seen this one. So or hammies. Well, no, he is not going to be quad and hammies. He is going to be oh, length no and quads. great feet. 
that's right? usually See, a, a little so different that was, look. That was part of the uh, – Kayvon Thibodeau didn't have the classic lower half. No. This is a different cla- lower half, though, than Kayvon Thibodeau? This is, this is a different guy than a Kayvon Thibodeau altogether, right? Yeah, you know me. I love legs and ass, but this is, this is like truly a – length and leverage guy mm. that is an incredible athlete to go along with that you know and again like I said I don't know if he'll ever be that top sack guy in football but you're gonna go damn he's our awesome outside linebacker and this is like year eight and he's like in the pro bowl conversation every year you know let alone like I said I mean he 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 plays like defensive tackle. I mean, he's plays three technique in some some snaps. You're going. He's literally inside between the guard and the tackle. Like what? How is that? He can drop into coverage and be comfortable there, right? You know. And then of course his length is going to be an issue when you have to throw around him. Uh, there's really a lot to like. And again, I think just with this day and age in the NFL, with versatility and schemes and the way offenses are attacking, you know, these guys are valuable. He he can he can stop the run game and then go, oh, wait, Jalen Hurts, you're keeping it? Let me go run you down before you turn the corner. He's one of those guys that can do that that have great value. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in love with this guy, man. I think he's a top 20 pick in the draft. I do. You know, I'm not going to say top 10. You know, the other guys I said top 15, I think he's top 20. Uh, but somewhere between 10 and 20, I think that's where this guy falls. His versatility, Malt Neeson 01, uh, speaks to that a little bit. He says, how much of Will McDonald's lack of production is down to misusing him scheme-wise? Feels like he was amazing when lining up outside. Although he did set the school record in sacks. I don't know what kind of production we're talking about him. No, because Amba. it's not enough of the sexiness sacks. It's not enough of, like, he comes around the edge and looks the way we want him to look, yeah. right? Right, and yeah, he just didn't get that opportunity, right? And I, I I'm good, you're, you know, because I said, hey, the shedding the blockers is probably the best that anybody I saw in the yes. whole draft, right? You know, throws his body around, he's got great feel and instinct, sees the ball really well. See, I'm big into that too, and I didn't hit on some of these other guys that I should have more. Sees the ball well, like can be blocked, and he's still seeing where it's going in the backfield to go. Oh wait, I'm going to throw you this way so I can go get him. Or oh, wait, I see the quarterback moving over here. Right, he's not just like I'm just wrestling you, and we're looking eye to eye contact here. Right, so that's where he's good. I talked about his body position. Right, uh, has has good bend, even though you know he looks like he's a longer, stiff guy. He's not stiff at all. Mm. You know, he's got a rip move, a spin move. He really has it all that way. And uh, I wrote at the end, he's a really awesome football player who will flirt with 10 sack seasons, but he's not, that's not his bread and butter. Outside linebacker, 4-3 DN. Honestly, I think he could play stand-up linebacker too, and I wrote Devin Lloyd, as in the first pick from Jacksonville, Utah yeah. last year, right? He could be that. You get to see it. You could see him stand up and go, oh, he's comfortable. He's fine. So, again, here's another guy where I just go, the floor is very high. The ceiling's high, but the floor's high, too. I don't see much of a bus factor with this guy, and that's why he's the number four guy in the draft. This has been a fun top four because yeah. we have a few different guys. Different They're different, kinds right? Of guys, they right? are. The power, the mm-hmm. thickness, the size, then the skinny tall. Yes. And then you have some of the uh, Nolan Smith who's just an athletic freak there. But you know who we haven't talked about yet? I know we haven't. I know. We haven't talked about the guy who many people have as not only the number one edge in the draft, but one of the top players in the draft. Yeah. Maybe top three overall. Certainly top five. Let me just say, that's insane. I like this player. 
But I, I got to say, like, I got to question some people to go when they were telling me he was the number one pick in the draft. I just want to go. I don't know how that could come. And I don't mean to say that. I really like Will Anderson. He's a good football player. And sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's perfect. But yeah. he's my number five guy and he's in tier three. Right. He's a good football player. There's not very much elite when you talk about it, though. An elite doesn't go one. Not at all. There's, I would, I, I mean, I would almost bet big money. There's no way he goes before any of the four guys we talked. There's no way. This was not, this is not me again, where like maybe Kayvon Thibodeau last year, I was like, I don't see it. There's some things I see I like, but I just, I don't see it for me, right? This is one where I go, this is obvious that nobody's going to be able to watch his film and go, it's as good as the four guys we just talked about. There's no way. Those other guys have multiple things they do elite, right? This guy has a lot that he does good. Nothing is elite. Nothing. And then, you know, I know production's off the charts. But, you know, again, all all sacks aren't created equal. And I don't know what you saw in your highlights, but, like, that's the one thing that, you know, his production, great. But, like, so many of the sacks, I'm going to go, they're not that special, guys. Like, the quarterback was holding it for five seconds. There was a stunt. He came around. Nobody blocked him, and he got a sack. Like, I don't go, oh, wow, man, wow, that's that's a special attribute right there. That, that's where people – so, yeah, he got the production, but I want to go, so what? That's not going to do anything in the NFL. That, that doesn't mean anything. Now, I started this off by being negative about this guy, and I didn't mean to, and it's more negative about the people out there who have put him in the position to make him think he's the number one pick in the draft, and there's just no way that's going to happen. So, speaking to that, in yeah. his highlight film, you're right. There's a lot of plays that he is unblocked. He stunts, and there's even a quote in NFL.com's breakdown. Okay. We'll need to prove that he can keep racking up the sack totals outside of Nick Saban's scheme. Exactly. And so or, I do think there were a lot of scheme production plays. Or coverage. Or I go, State. the coverage is great. They got first-round secondary guys. There's nobody open. And he gets a sack, and we go, look at that production. And I want to go, okay. Now, let me just talk about this. So then let me yeah, the counter. The counter to that, then, yeah. is uh, from an executive for an NFC team. So this is an executive. Yeah. You know, if you're an executive, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> he goes, power five players with traits who get sacks in college are going to get sacks in the pros. Anderson is way more likely to succeed than any of these quarterbacks in the draft. It's not even close. So the idea that you can't do what he did for multiple years at Alabama, even though you got the best players around you, so did Georgia. Yeah. You know, and, and you have right. a good scheme. But, yeah, so, so do other schools out there. You can't be that guy that dominant force for this many years and not pan out in the NFL. Yeah, I, I know. Well, I would, I would, you know, one, I don't just agree with that NFL executive's comment at all. He's I an don't. executive. I know. And, you know, again, there's a lot of good here. There's, but, like, like, first off, as a pass rusher, you know, he's got some nice bend. There's no doubt. But, like, let me just read it verbatim for you, okay? okay. Awesome body. The legs I love for the position. You know that. I love his legs. You can see twitch and quick, you know, with his hands and his feet right away. Like when he's at the, you know, the ball gets snapped and he's got to get his hands on you and, and like try to get you out of the way, whatever. You can see all that. It's, it's, it's nice. It really is, right? So right away you see that. His, his play strength is very good for his size. You know, and again, I want to make sure we know this is still a first-round linebacker we're talking about. But where I'm just I'm a little angry is – People have been telling me he's the number one pick of the draft. And I could just tell you by like five minutes in, I was like, there's no way this is the number one pick of the draft. Like, there's no way. Okay. 
So that's where I'm at. I get, I get angry. It's not at him. So you see this play strength. You know, um, he doesn't get pushed around, right? He's very good at getting off blocks. He's great. He's got great awareness and eyes in the backfield. You know, his get off is good, but I'm not blown away. First step, not as good as not as good as the guys last year. This is not like Bosa or anything like that. I wrote. All right. Then I went on, and he's just not as physically impressive as I was expecting. And I wrote, am I missing something? Has good strength, quick, quick feet to win with or juking and pass rushing. But it's not wow. You know, it's good strength, but it's not wow. Right? The juking is good, but not wow. As a pass rusher, his first step is not top five special. Has good bend, but it's not wow bend. Speed to power is just okay. Good athlete, but I'm not like, wow, this is a really special athlete. Not enough disruption and domination to be a top five pick for me. Not a good enough overall specimen where I could take him in the top five. Misses too many tackles. Doesn't make enough plays. He's a 3-4 outside linebacker. Maybe a 4-3 weak side defense end. Um, I am not wowed by him at all. Uh, And then I wrote, I do question his play stamina as drives go on a little bit. That bothers me. He does look like he gets tired, right? And uh, that was basically the end of my assessment there with a few more lines at the end. And why many people have him at number one is for the reasons why? that we talked about. The, Production, he, he's Alabama. Been there for a long time. I know. That's, that's, it's, it's almost a little bit. We're again, it's into our conversation. And I talked to some people about this this weekend of just number one recruit. Went to the big time college and we're and there he did good. Yeah. So he still has to be the number one guy. Well, better than good. So let's talk. Let's talk about yeah. how he's been in the discussion right. for three years. And basically, right. I think that's how we've we've known about Will Anderson for a long yeah. time because he goes to Alabama. Yep. Immediate starter in 2020 on a national championship team as a true freshman. He won the Bronco Nagurski Trophy as the nation's top defender each of the last two seasons. He was fifth in the Heisman back in 2021. So it's definitely a name that has been in there. Uh, the conversation for right. multiple years now. And you're right. You look at the production, and it is ridiculous. Per PFF, he had 55 more quarterback pressures and 10 more sacks than any other college defender over the last three seasons. Point taken, some of those look easy. Yeah. Some of those are scheme, right. and some right. of those are stunts, and yep. some of those are unblocked. But I think we actually have the raw numbers here. Kristen, his three seasons at Alabama, and it's, and it's ridiculous. But you say throw that out because look at the film, don't look at the numbers. I do, you know, and again, I, I don't, I don't want to sound too negative on this guy here because I know there's a lot of things to like, and he's, you know, a stout, starting outside linebacker, but to say like, you know, again, he's even in the class of Tyree Wilson, that's, it's not even, that's, I, again, I'm not trying to be hot takey here. This is, this, I'm telling you, everybody in the NFL is going to see it this way. Everybody. This is not like me going, oh, I'm just being different here. No, I want to be right, okay? I'm into being right, and we'll see here. And then, again, you know, I could also get in sacks, you know, college football. It's a different game. It doesn't always translate to make sure you're going to be. It has to – the quality of the sack and how you're getting them is very important. It's not just a number where you just go, well, that number's good, then he gets it. Like you said, there's a a way and a look and – how that should feel and look to be a top pick in the draft at that position, and that, that's where I just don't see it. When you talk to him, 
yeah. at the combine. It's a great kid. I, I loved that interview. That's I why like, I, I hate doing this. I know. I, from that interview alone, I gave him the combine big butt of the combine award. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I, well, he's got great butt and legs. And he, he still does. has that. Yeah. So I'm not taking that away. No matter what you think of him in the draft process here, he can keep that trophy. Um, but at that combine and in the interview yeah he told you you know you go well what's one tape i should really watch if i want to learn about you yeah and he sure. goes texas a&m right the texas a&m game yeah uh, shows what he can do um after watching that game in specific what what did, what did you think well what again it's a it's a good game right some of the statistics say good but like it's not where i went oh look at him just dominating this left tackle here damn they got a double team him they're throwing it quick because Will Anderson's ruining the game, right? Which is what I was saying about Tyree, Will- Tyree Wilson. Yeah. I'm going, oh, my God, they're, they're literally worried about him. Like, that's all they're worried about. Well, so, yeah, and then, you know, there's still a lot of good plays. Like I said, he's good in the run. He takes on blocks. You know, a few of his quarterback pressures, though, like you're talking about, they're not ones where I go, oh, wow, whoa, like, whoa, oh. He was close. Oh, my gosh, look at him around the edge. Whoa, that was explosive. Holy shit that he pushed that tackle back, right? I could watch Georgia games and say that 20 times out of 30 plays with Nolan Smith, and he didn't get a sack or anything. But I go, oh, my, whoa, he was so close. Oh, my, holy crap, he ruined that guy. They're lucky it was a quick pass over there that time, right? There's just not enough of that. That's where it's good. There's just not pure physical domination or pure – physical explosiveness that lends itself to being a top 10 pick. Um, So we'll see where this goes. But there's other guys that I have that are honorable mentions that we're going to talk about in a minute that I go, I have more confidence in them as pass rushers, maybe not the overall player, but to where like two years from now we might go, damn, this, this other guy, your honorable mentions got 12, 13 sacks a year. And I go, well, yeah, he's got a little bit more things of a pass rusher that I like. Will Anderson, you know, could play stand-up linebacker too. And that's another thing. And I think ultimately, I think that's where he's going to end up. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be on the end of the line of scrimmage rushing the passer. I really don't. I'm not sure that's going to happen. Uh, I got to kind of see it to believe it a little bit as far as, you know, the NFL is concerned. Uh, but I don't think he's going to be an every-down pass rusher by any stretch of the imagination. You know who else has to see it to believe it? Who's that? Homie and Twitter follower Win Dynasty, who tweeted you before we started this podcast. Okay. Doesn't know what you're going to say at all. Yeah. He goes, I got Will Anderson outside my top ten edges. Am I crazy or did I watch film and let my eyes tell me the truth instead of listening to my lying ears? Exactly. I, I listen. I told you. Well, I told you before the pod. What did I say? I mean, I watched some film, right? I Now I'm going back on Saturday after I'm done with my week, and now I'm going, all right, so let me figure out my top five. And, again, I knew my top four, period. My top four, it was easy. The four I said, it was easy. Now there were some guys in five, and I went, you know, I'm going back to what? And I'm going – Man, like, is something wrong with me? Am I just tired today? Did, am I seeing him right in the right way? Am I, am I missing something? You know, what? what is it I'm missing? Mm. And, like, I wrote in my notes, like, you know. And I texted some people in football. And I was like, I, hey, I am just got done with edge guys and blah, blah, blah. You know, but what's, what's your thought on this? Or, like, am I missing something on – Will Anderson. What was the early feedback? And my you got feedback back? I got was, no, I thought the same thing. I was, why is everybody telling me he's the first pick of the draft? 
So, again, I don't mean to be negative here. You've been very comfortable being out of step with consensus. We've established that throughout the years here. But are you as comfortable with this one as you have been when you're this far out of consensus from what it appears yeah, like at this I, point. Yeah, I am. I am. Because this one's like, it, this is more apparent to me than Thibodeau last year. It's not even, it's, it, it's, it's, yeah, this is farther down the line than that. Yeah. I, I, I could see some things from Thibodeau where I went, okay, I, I can see why people right. would maybe want to take him in the top 10. He's not for me, like I was saying, but I could see it. I could understand it. This one, like, I would go like, why? What? You're, he's going in the top ten? What the hell are they thinking? Right? That's what I would say. Although maybe you're just letting your judgment get clouded because he lied maybe. to you at the combine and he told you that he would do all the drills at the combine, <laughs> but he only Liar. ended up running the forty. Didn't work out at his pro day. I mean, that is interesting, though. I mean, he said he was going to do the combine drills and then only does one and then doesn't work out at his pro day. You do wonder what's going on there. Yeah. Well, I, I do. I mean, one. He's one of those guys that the 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 hype around him. So it's like you can only do negative. I mean that is that's and, a good point. You're right. I think that's the it. And then the four six at the combine, most people went eh on that day. Everybody was like, oh man, Will Anderson only ran four six. We were sitting there watching one guy after another run four five four 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 five four three nine four 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 five four four six. This is the number one pick in the draft, huh? One six one, right? Oh, people tell me he's just like Khalil Mack. No, he's not. Khalil Mack's like ability to bend and throw people around was like, oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. This is not what you see here. That's all I'm saying. I don't get how he got to this point. That's what I want to say. There might be a little chatter out yeah. there similar to Derek Stingley last year, who you were lower on than most, that previous year's tapes maybe highlighted some of the things he does well better yeah. than last year. Um, he's been producing for three years in a row now. Right. So that He's might a good be player. I don't want that to be mistaken. There. He is a good football player. Well, who to believe now? This is a tough spot for me. Do I believe you? Or here's Nick Saban at the Pro Day regarding Will Anderson. Well, he's got great size. He's got great ability. He's a very good pass rusher. But you're talking about a guy that's a, a great person, uh, has throwback competitive character in terms of toughness, work ethic, uh, great leadership, doing all the things that you would want any player on your team to do to play winning football and help other people on your team play winning football. So I can't say enough good things about uh, Will Anderson. All right, well, he really didn't say anything right there. Well, this is where I think it also plays into the the hype of this player right here. Yeah. You know, he's the perfect player, right? That's something else Nick Saban said about him a few weeks ago. Everyone likes him. He's He's a very likable guy. He's the man. Again, that's why I hate doing this fucking job sometimes because I'm like, here I am talking about a kid that I loved in person and has been falsely built up, and now I'm the one that's bringing him down and I'm going to look like the hater. But, you know, that's where I think part of this is. Again, kind of just glossed over the talent, oh, good pass rush or whatever, and then went into the person, the guy he is for his team, right? You know? So... You know, I, again, I don't know. We'll see where this goes. But I am pretty confident that this is not a top 10 pick. I'm not pretty. I am very. Like, there's no way he goes in the top 10. I'm definitely going to say he goes in the second half of the first round. And then for my money, yeah, I wrote the end of the first round. That's where I thought he should be, you know. So we'll see. But I, I do like the player. I want to make sure that's, you know, um, you know, front and center here. I just don't think, like, when I saw number – I get mad when I go – 
people have been telling me the number one pick, and I go, what? The, like, there's no way you could watch film with this guy and go, this is the number one pick. And that's where I get frustrated. Sorry. Pete wants to know if you just don't like Alabama players. You know, we went down this road with Tua, and then Jameer Gibbs is the lone exception you've had here. And I guess Mac Jones is a, yeah. Yeah. It's, so you Williams can't really too, say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. The counter My Alabama. strong. Other than everybody except for one quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting. So you've made two declar- uh, declarative statements. I have. Two declarations right. on this podcast. Yeah. You said Tyree Wilson, you guarantee, is going to be the number one edge guy. edge guy off the board. Definite. And your guarantee is that Will Anderson's not going to be a top ten pick. Yep. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to throw it out there right now. I don't really want to kiss one of the homies' seats. We're not doing the kissing thing anymore. That's fine. Okay, yeah. We should throw those out there. That's a bold statement. That is my bold statement. And it's not just a bold statement. It's it's what I believe. It's what my studies have told me. It's bold in the context of Of what's out the narrative that's out there. Exactly right. Right. Yes. But uh, yeah, there's there's some good guys here. And like I said, there was like this wasn't a slam dunk at him at number five. That's where I said the four were a slam dunk. I was him in and hawing. With my other guys and who I should put at number five, and it was Will and a few other guys that were involved in this conversation. So before we get into the honorable mention in the Robin Hood category, as you just tried to get us to, let's take a look at your five. Let this sink in here. Tyree Wilson, congratulations. You're the number one edge guy, according to Sims. Lucas Van Ness is up there, too. You're probably higher on him than most other people out there, uh, too. Nolan Smith, maybe, too, although he's getting some buzz after the combine. I think you're definitely higher on Will McDonald as well. Yeah. So these guys should be pretty happy outside of Will Anderson. You're going to see it. These guys are I don't have any doubt. Like, these aren't like, oh, I see something or whatever. Like I said, I think these these top four are like – I will be shocked if they're not top 20 picks. That, that's where I'm, I'm going on a limb there, too. And damn, look at that picture of Tyree Wilson. I mean, look at his body. Holy crap. Yeah, that, guy, that guy is insane. And Pete, but Pete said something right. There is something about my red in my tears lately. A lot of red in all my tears. Maybe just this year, like, red is red. popping to you. You see a guy in a red jersey, and you're just like, that guy's yep, awesome. got to be him. Um, so, uh, or you saw this. You saw Will McDonald jump over a car. Oh, because I haven't that, seen this yet. Actually, I haven't either. So we'll watch this for the first time. Oh, okay. Damn. That's pretty good, though. So, yeah, he put a little hand on the roof. But, yep. I mean, to be able to get up to the roof is amazing. Uh, yes, it is. I mean, this is not just a car. This is an SUV. I don't wow. even know. He's outside the Arizona Cardinals Stadium there. I mean, his agent took one look at that and be like, stop doing that. Don't ever do that again. Man, that Damn. was easy. That was pretty easy. He's he just delighted. yeah, just got a little hand on there just to make sure he got over the width of the car, but he got it. I mean, that's you're right. It's getting to that point is the hard part. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, so some of the guys who you considered perhaps putting in your top five yeah. over Will Anderson. Yes. Um, I've got some names here. I don't know if you just want me to rattle them off or if there's one name that was just on the edge and 
All right. Well, I will say this. Let me say this guy. I love this guy. I haven't heard one thing about this guy, and that's Zach Harrison, Ohio State. Okay. I. He's more along the lines of like Lucas Van Ness, right? Kind of like your bigger defense end who's long. He can play inside. But he doesn't get a lot of chances always to just go around the edge and be crazy. He's six five and a half. He's two seventy four. He's got thirty six and a quarter arms, like our man Tyree Wilson, right? So they're unreal that way. And I just came away watching him and just went, man, he, he does everything, you know. And you like you get to see him against the Northwestern tackle who had issues with him, but he looked to me like I I went I walked away watching Zach Harrison going, I don't know, was that Carlos Dunlap or was that Carlos Dunlap? I don't know. I mean. And again, Carlos Dunlap's another one of those guys that's like been awesome for the last 10 years. It might not be 15 sacks a year, but it's always around 8 or 11, and they can do other things on your defensive line. He helped out the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl. So he was one that I loved and has versatility like we talked about. Uh, and you get to see him against the Northwestern kid or the Georgia kid and go, he's not outclassed. He's fine in all these matchups. Those offensive linemen yeah. that you're talking about. Right. Yes, yes. The offensive lineman from Northwestern is probably going to be the first one off the board. A very good chance. We'll right. find out Wednesday what you think of him. Yep. Uh, Miles Murphy you talked to at the Combine out of Clemson, the edge guy. Yeah. And I kind of had a feeling he'd be out of your top five when he said that he had trouble with the Syracuse running back, Sean Tucker, who was very good, and also a Syracuse offensive lineman. And as a Syracuse alum, I'm like, we weren't that great. And so if those were some guys that you had some issues with, uh, Chris is not going to like watching your, your films. He is out of your top five, but in your Robin Hood category. Yes, because he's a good football player. You know, maybe a little overhyped because he's at Clemson. And again, I think he's another guy that's a high recruit, so nobody can ever get off of that, right? I think he goes early in the second round. He does. You know, but one, I don't love his body, right? I don't love that. Um, you know, he's a little knock-kneed as far as his legs and the way that goes. He's not real, like, developed and muscular. I saw that in person, and you see that on film, you know. And then as a specimen, right, or as a, as a player, he, he's good, but nothing pops. He's got some good quick feet and some change of direction movements, side-to-side movements and all that, right? You know, his get-off is good, but it's not like top 15 or top 20 of the draft good. You know, again, bend is just okay around the edge. Didn't really see him turn the corner the way I want to see pass rushers turn the corner, right? So that's where I got into it. Um, you know, it's it's uh, he shoots gaps. That's the best thing he does. Shooting gaps, getting skinny, causing a little disruption that way. Uh, but he's not incredibly strong and physical at the point of attack, right? He's not as good, nearly as good as some of the guys that are uh, that the top ones we mentioned. You know, and then, yeah, the play strength, the bend, it's just not in the class of some of those guys that we've talked about already. Um, but and then at the end, I wrote I just wrote is because, you know, this is I wrote, is this the world we're in now? We just keeps ranked high in high school and you go to a good college and you just automatically become one of the top guys in the draft. Is that what we, that's one of the selling points from Dabo Sweeney you right. know, and all the coaches out there? It's just like you'll be a top pick. At least you'll be talked about. That, right. Right. Uh, for a long time. Um, so. Derek Hall also yeah. from Auburn is a guy on your list here, 6'3", 254 listed at. Yes, Derek Hall from Auburn, Byron Young from Tennessee, mm. right, are two guys that, like, have some traits where I go, they could be special pass rushers. One, they're freaky strong. They have the bend. They have the explosion. They're a little bit of a stiffer, straight liner guy. But I go, man, you know, one, they could be good three, four outs linebackers. I don't worry about that. 
But I do look at them and go, because you get to see some snaps every now and then where you go, ooh, when they let them get wide and he can just use this straight head speed, they are special with their first step. And then they have strength that's special too. To where, again, some of these guys, let's just take the Will Anderson conversation, who's a better player than Derek Hall or Byron Young. I know that. He's a better player. I would not be shocked if two years from now we went, those guys are better pass rushers in the NFL than Will Anderson. Mm -hmm. They have some things about their pass rushing skill set that I go, that's going to translate better than the NFL than Will Anderson. And, of course, that is the explosive ability, their ability to turn the corner that way. That you know, Those are guys that ran like low 4-4s. They're freaky athletes. And you see tape plays on tape where you go, whoa, he got shot out of a cannon here. Or, whoa. That was insane play strength there, and that excites me about you know their prowess going forward. I mean, you definitely have a type, and there are things that you like when you watch tape. It's the violence, it's the aggression, it's the toughness, it's playing with a little bit of an edge. And I think there's a guy from Kansas State, yes sir, Felix, right, and UDK, Uzama, who you like as well. I do. You know, it, it's it's like um, it's not going to be the sex. He's got a great look. It's not going to be like the sexy pass rusher type of guy, right? But I think he's another guy that, you know, early second round, starting defensive lineman, like, you know, along the lines more of like you know, maybe a Boye Mafe from last year. Remember him in the second round out of Minnesota yeah. or uh, the, the, the pass rusher um, that was out of Penn State that went to Atlanta. A- a- no, no, Ebikite. Uh, I know I'm so bad with my names, but it was Boye Mafe went to Seattle, yeah, and Ebikite went from Penn State went to Falcons, and I'm messing up his name, and I'm sorry. I have to practice that. Arnold, Arnold Ebikite. No, Arnold. Just Arnold. Arnold. Okay, yeah, but Arnold. either way, that's where I see him, like a little tall, you know, stiff but physical. No real weakness to his game. We have his pro day stuff, but, so we can see it all for right, ourselves let's see it. here. But not necessarily going to be like, you know, top, top-tier pass rusher in football that way. Yeah, yeah. Not as fluid, but a good, solid body. Yeah, good, solid body, right? Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's always funny to see some of these guys out of their uniform, too. You know, here in, in, this, in this look right here, hey, look, he looks a little looser to me than he does when he plays. Um, but, yeah, I like this guy. You know, you know, again, there's no combine numbers. He's 6'3", he's 255, he's 33 and a half arms. That doesn't necessarily tell you, oh, wow, special edge pass rushing type. But outside linebacker, 4'3", defense end, I think he does that, and he could be a starting NFL outside linebacker for a long time. There's one more name on your list that you haven't touched on. Boston Sports Two says people will say, Will Anderson is Von Miller-esque, but I think B.J. Ojolari has the best bend in this class, the right. LSU edge. Yeah, I, 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 there is some, again, some aspects of him where I would throw him again in that Derek Hall, Byron Young conversation. I should have thrown his name in here, B.J. Ojolari, where there's some length and there's some bend where I go, ooh, this guy, like, might have a chance to be something, you know, down the line here, right? You got to be in the right system and all that. But uh, that that statement by at Boston Sports dot two, yeah, you're not you're not totally crazy there. Now I don't think his bend is as good as Tyree Wilson or um, Nolan Smith, but after that, yeah, we can get into that 
that kind of conversation, right? Let's, let's I just don't look. think he's enough elite traits to be a first-round pick, but I think somewhere in the mid-second is where this guy goes. Let's take a look. Maybe we yeah. have some evidence of that bend here. So we've got his pro day as well. We've got a vertical jump. He can jump and touch uh, something up above his head. Yeah, well. Prove to that. Yeah. Okay. Oh. What, what drill is this? That's a three-cone drill, three and that was drill. not overly fast right there. You know, so that mm. was that was I wasn't like, oh, wow. Mm. But he just went down on our he, list there. He had down so on the list, but that. he can he can he can like he can do it all. He really can. And yeah, I think ultimately he is a three, four outside linebacker, you know, on third down, gets to play the edge and do that type of stuff. But uh, has a has a better first step than Miles Murphy from Clemson, I thought, and better bend. I don't, I don't think he's as good an overall player as Miles Murphy, as we just talked about. But like I said, there's an aspect or two with some of these guys where I go, ooh, man, I like the way that looks as a pass rusher, and they could be something. And there's a lot of those type of guys in this draft. So let's take a look at your Robin Hood players, because if any of these players go on to have a great career, we want to say, look at that. We knew it way back in the day. We just put every eligible edge guy on one list. <laughs> no, trust me. There's a way this list doesn't – it's forever. Speaking to that, we got yeah. a couple questions right. here of guys that you don't have on your list or yeah. one guy that you don't have on your list yeah. here who I do see as maybe top five for some other people out there. Young yeah. Chowmahunch right. says, what is everyone seeing in Keon White that I am missing? I get the insane athletic profile, but the guy's already an older prospect. He'll be almost 25 by the start of next season and still super raw. How much more do teams think they'll be able to coach him up? Love the pot. So this is an Thank edge you. guy out of Georgia yeah. Tech. Georgia Tech, more of like that guy of like a Lucas Van Ness who can kind of play inside, outside-ish, yeah. right? That guy, right? You know, it, it's a it's a big Square, strong-looking man. I mean, he you he looks defensive lineman NFL. That's the way he looks. And I mean, he's he's starting caliber traits. He's just not overly explosive. A little stiff as a player altogether, right? I think that's the biggest thing. You know, he's not like really fluid in some of his movements. Uh, not as athletic as some of the guys we talked about. A little more tightly wound. I wrote is one of the things that I have. Not great balance as far as, hey, double team or somebody knocked me as I was taking a pass rush. He goes on the ground that way, right? You know, so, yeah, this is a guy that, sure, edge, five technique. I'm not even so sure he might not even be more three technique defensive tackle. Good player, but this is somebody I think that's more like towards the end of the second, early third round when all said and done. All right, all right. One more from Tripod2x. Do you think that the Raiders ride with Jimmy G at quarterback and snag one of these top edge guys at pick number seven? I I wouldn't be shocked. They could go a few ways there, you know? I mean, gosh, if Jalen Carter was on the board at seven, if one of these edge guys, sure. I don't know, the corner, you know, that's another positional need there. Patrick Graham came from New England, their D coordinator. I mean, they usually believe in corners there. So... You know, I, I do think that I'm expecting it to be defense at that pick, you know, more than more than not. Um, but I'm not I'm not ready to sit there and say that it's uh, definitely going to be the edge guy. Mm. And and yeah, it'll be. You know, they got Chandler Jones under contract. They got Max Crosby there, right? So I don't know if that's their most desperate position. If Tyree Wilson was there at seven, they're going to take him. I can just tell you that, right? The other guys, I don't know. They might look at it, me. We want to de-tackle or a corner more, more in that spot. Well, I cannot wait for Wednesday now. Yeah, when Connor is in the seat right here, and you're talking about offensive line. Yeah, but I, I guarantee before all of that, you're going to be responding you know to it. 
what everyone is saying about Will Anderson, if people agree or disagree, and if Connor agrees or disagrees with you. I'll be right. interested to hear that as well. Yeah, we'll see. I know. It's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. It's a really good group. Definitely is. Uh, the conversation's great, so please continue to send in questions. And, yeah, Connor and I, I'm sure we'll have some people to, to answer and some more thoughts about the top five prospects and other guys that were on the list and all that. I'll miss you, all right? Okay. But I'll see you next Monday. I'll be back. All right, yeah. good. You'll I'm be back. never far. All right, good. You're never far. Where are you going? Why are you going to be Virginia. here? I'm going to Virginia. You're going Actually, to... it's spring break for the kids okay, right now. Okay, so you're getting away for a vacation. I'm getting away. All before right. Before baseball season, before Kentucky Derby. It's Good like job, the last Dad. Time. Way to go, Dad. Good yeah. job. Get away now before the NBC starts grinding you into the ground. <laughs> exactly. um, everybody be good. Again, yeah, O-Lyman coming on Wednesday. Subscribe, rate, review. You know where to find us. Ahmed, you the man. Thanks for driving the ship as always. You the man. Everybody be good. See you Wednesday. Clap it up. Clap it up. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean Every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface.